Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. And today, we are welcoming the Cascade Cougars head coach, Roman Hummel, who is entering his 12th year as the head coach at Cascade. Coach, welcome to the podcast. What are your expectations heading into the 2021 season? Uh, thanks for having me, Coach. Um, appreciate all that you do with uh, all the the area high school stuff, some of the semi pro stuff, and everything too. Um, thanks. I so yeah, jumping that. into the jumping into the high school season for us. Um, we know we lost two guys from our from our team last year, two seniors that um, were quality guys, and so we bring a lot of guys back. And so um, I think our expectations are, you know, kind of looking. We, we were really short last year season wise. We played eleven games, was all. So it's in a way a little bit tough to like gauge, Hey, how are you compared to last year? Things, you know, it's like, I I don't really know for sure. You know, without having a full practice, full season, anything like that, it's hard to say, but I think our expectations are going to be, um, you know, fairly high. I think we have, um, a lot of guys that have experience and have an opportunity to play a little bit last year and even the year before that we bring back and, um, you know, the middle of our orders back, um, some really quality pitching too. So I think, you know, we got some pretty high expectations for uh, what we could accomplish this year. That's great to hear. Cascade is coming off a five and six season, like coach mentioned, only playing 11 games last year. Let's talk about the infielders first. Walk us around the horn. Who are some projected starters right now after a couple weeks of practice? Who are some returning starters? And who might be some guys fighting for jobs on the infield for the Cougars this year? Um, really, we return everybody in the infield this year. Um, starting at third base, we have Ted Weber, who's played there the last couple of years for us, a senior. Um, over at shortstop, uh, Eli Green has played there the last couple of years, too. Um, Justin Rowling's kind of started pretty much take uh, the hold of the second base job. He's played there on and off a little bit, kind of um, pushed himself into the starting role last year pretty much the, the whole time. And so he's probably he's going to be the guy that gets a lot of time at second at second base. And then uh, Caleb Topping, um, who, you know, batting average wise, power wise and stuff for us last year was really, really good. Um, He'll be at first base. And so I I think our biggest thing right now is trying to figure out who's going to pitch or who's going to play those positions when guys pitch. Eli's one of our quality arms. Caleb is and um, Justin and Ted will both pitch, too. So uh, we have a we have a few young guys, I think, that are going to compete for some of those spots. Um, That's the thing. We're really young, too. We have two freshmen and uh, Cass Huffman and Ty Frazier who are going to get an opportunity when those guys pitch um, to play some. And then our uh, sophomore that we have back, Mason Odding, um, battled some arm issues last year a little bit and wasn't able to get on the field as much as he wanted to. 
but he's going to be the guy that'll play, you know, shortstop when Eli pitches. Um, when we have some guys in the outfield, when they pitch, he's going to have to go to the outfield. So he's going to be that big utility guy that we, we always try to look for, you know, within our program is like when we have guys pitching, who's going to play that. And right now, um, Mason Odding is going to be that guy that's going to play a lot of games for us in, in, a, in a variety of roles. And coach, you mentioned two names. I do want to give these guys stats because they are off the wall and they are returning. You mentioned Caleb Topping. Caleb Topping last year hit 441 with an on-base percentage of 474. In 11 games, he um, had 15 hits, 11 singles, three doubles, and drove in nine runs on the year. And then you also mentioned Ted Weber. Ted Weber, high batting average guy, hit 324 last year. He had 12 hits, scored seven runs, and had eight RBIs in only 11 games. Who's tracking the balls down in the outfield this year? Um, so we're returning uh, Tanner Simon, who's played out there since he's been a freshman. Um, he's the only guy that we have returning from the outfield. Those are the two positions we got to replace. And uh, Jack Metzers, um, he had some opportunities here and there, a little bit to play some outfield, um, even as an eighth grader, and uh, a little bit last year too, and he had some DH um, opportunities. And he's going to be um, playing one of those corner positions. And uh, we got a freshman in Will Hush who is going to get the opportunity to play in center for us this year. Um, he was a guy last year too that had um, he, we had to have an emergency start from him as a catcher. Our starting catcher got hit by a pitch in a game, and he had to come in and play and and held his own. So he got a couple of chances last year in a DH role and. He's played, um, he played a lot this, um, this fall, this spring with Dusty Rogers. Um, he's played some semi pro at the end of the year last year with the Reds. And he's just really, you know, taken, taken the opportunity, I think, that he's had to play in all of those games and has made some big improvements. So he's going to be a guy that is going to get that opportunity to play out there, too. Coach, looking at the pitching staff, it looks like you're losing two workhorses from last year. You need to replace two wins, 28 innings. Talking to the Dubuque County guys, they have been ranting and raving about Eli Green's stuff. What can you tell us about Eli Green, and what can you tell us about the rest of your staff for Cascade? Who might be that projected opening day starter, and who might be some of those conference starters and then some of the back-end guys of the rotation? Um, yeah, Eli was um, – he's been a guy that's been on the cusp, I think, the last couple of years to just really – like just put himself out there as one of the best pitchers in the area. And uh, he showed flashes of it here and there last year and, and just could never really put it all together. And uh, I know he's, he's done a lot of stuff in a dusty Rogers place too. Um, he's worked with a lot of different pitching guys um, and he's, he's made a huge jump. I mean, he's, you know, mid eighties hitting the upper eighties here and there. Um, so, I mean, Looking at him, I mean, he's going to be the guy that we rely on to win any of the big games that we have within our conference, um, districts, things like that. Um, so he, he's obviously our front-end guy. But, yeah, having to replace the two guys that we lost last year, um, you know, Caleb is going to be one of our better guys, too, that we looked for as a senior that's had um, – was really good as a sophomore. And then last year with just the 11 games that we played, he didn't really throw too much. But um, he's got the experience. He's got the mentality to win games for us. And another guy that we return – from last year is Jack Carr, who was a, a sophomore that just kind of jumped onto the scene a little bit. Um, doesn't throw overly hard, doesn't overpower you with anything, but he commands uh, three pitches really, really well. He doesn't put himself into bad, in tough situations. He lets our defense work. Um, you know, and last year, like I said, he jumped onto the scene. It's just like, hey, we're you know, we'll see what we got. We knew he was 
going to be an okay pitcher as a freshman. We were throwing in some lower level stuff. And then last year he was really good. I mean, I don't believe he gave up a, a run in the, in the outings that he had. He did have a, um, hard luck couple losses. I think maybe if I'm not mistaken last year, um, on some, some errors and whatever, but I mean, that's another, those are our top three guys that we're going to look for. And then after that, that's kind of, you know, as you're mentioning some of the things that are, weaknesses kind of deal and I think that's where we got to figure some stuff out is after those three guys is where we're going to go um uh, we have our catcher Cade Roush who's um put in a little bit of time on the mound that I think could be a pretty quality guy for us uh looking at Ted Weber is getting some innings and then those two um some of those younger guys too Ty Frazier um Cass Hoffman Mace Nodding you know looking at those guys to hopefully um make a big jump as as sophomores and freshmen even to to eat up some of those innings too. You mentioned Jack Carr kind of exploded on the scene. I didn't even have him in my interview notes to talk about, so I'm glad you mentioned him. He was one and one last year, and he did not give up a single earned run for the whole year. His ERA in 17 innings was zero. He struck out 14 guys, and what I found most impressive too is he threw 17 innings. He only walked four guys, which for a young pitcher, um, is phenomenal. You, you never want to give up those free bases. Coach, who are the senior leaders on this team, and, and what can they do to help you this year be the coaches on and off the field? Um, our three seniors is all we have this year, Eli, Ted, and Caleb. And, uh, you know, those three guys have had basically an opportunity since they were sophomores to play uh, varsity baseball. And so, you know, really looking and relying on those three guys to give us the, you know, the opportunity to score, to, to be those leaders, like you said, on the mound for us when they're pitching on the field, when they're hitting at the plate, all those things, you know, I think those are going to be our biggest quality guys that, you know, we got to rely on to get a lot done. And, you know, I have faith in all of them just with the, with everything that they've done the last few years for us, that they're going to, you know, take advantage of just having a full season like we didn't have last year. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I look for them to be really, really good for us. And that's, I think the thing that we have coming back for us is those three guys, just because, you know, we've done some stuff in practice. They're in the right position every single time. They're doing all of those things to just really show all the younger guys. Cause we are going to have a lot of younger guys that have to play, um, that this is what we need to do to win. And, you know, I think all of those guys too. Uh, Eli, especially playing as much as he has this off season already, he's you know already in almost mid season form to really get us going on the mound at the plate. Um, I was just at a semi pro game today, and Eli hit a home run off Key West off. Uh, oh gosh, I'm going to draw a blank on his name. The Blake kid that's at Clark, Johnny Blake. Yeah, just hit a, a solo home run off him, and it's like, yeah, he's. He's going to be a guy that carries us for sure when he's on as on the mound. I think he's always going to be great, and at the plate he's going to be great. Caleb put up Caleb and Ted Bokley just put up good, huge numbers for us last year, and I think just by being able to do that in a full season, I think they're going to be excited. I think they're going to carry us, and you know we just need some of the younger guys to step up, and I think we have a chance to be a really good team. Coach, I know you've mentioned a couple already, but in case we we forgot some kids. Who are some kids last year that may not have been on the varsity roster or may not have had many at-bats or many innings that you're expecting some big things from this year? Um, I'm, you know, looking at some of the guys that um, 
I, I that we're really looking for to have a big jump. Cade Roush behind the plate. Um, he played a lot last year as a freshman. Just I mean, out of almost kind of a necessity because we didn't have any other catchers within the program, and so he, he just kind of got thrown to the wolves a little bit as a freshman. And he did a he did a really really good job. And, and you know, again, I, I tout Dusty Rogers here quite a bit, but he was in at his place. Um, working out all winter, played with them all fall and stuff. And, you know, he's, he's been really, really good in practice, hits the ball really hard. He's gotten some innings, you know, pitching and also just at the plate with some, with, with uh, some of the semi-pro teams here. And I've been really impressed with him so far. Um, the other, you know, another guy that I look to make a big jump is Jack Menster and Jack's an incredible athlete, really, really, really um, outstanding football player. He's a, uh, Great track guy. So we're looking for big things from him. I mean, as an, as an eighth grader, um, he showed some raw power. And then last year with just the 11 games, he just kind of played on and off a little bit and just didn't get, you know, I, with 11 games, it's hard to give a lot of guys some opportunities. And he was just kind of the hard luck guy that we had some seniors that played in the outfield before him. But those, I think, are the two guys that we're looking for to make, to make some big jumps. And then obviously Will Hush is the other one too, that is kind of a newcomer to the, to the varsity side of it. So those are those are the three guys that you know we're looking to see as younger guys can they make a big jump and help us out a lot because I you know I know what we're going to get out of the seniors I know Justin and Tanner are going to do a good job at the plate compete and fight for us and so if we can get those three younger guys to make that jump that'd be great and then you know Mason Odding's the other guy that is just he's going to play a lot of positions you know he's going to go from shortstop to second base to center field to you know third base or wherever it is maybe that we need to have him play. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a, an extremely great athlete, too. And I think, he, you know, with all those guys, if they can start to put it together, I think we got a chance to be really good. Coach, two questions about your program before we sign off with a question about you that actually came in from a listener. But looking at your team, two weeks into practice, a week away from games, what would you identify right now is your team's greatest strength and then on the flip side of that, what right now would be the biggest improvement that you feel your team has to make? Um, I think our, our biggest strength is, for me, going into this is our experience. Um, we bring back a lot of guys that have played a lot of innings the last two or three years of their high school career. You know, Even though 11 games last year, a lot of those guys played in, in, in every one of those games. And so I think that's a strength that we have. And guys are going to be ready. They're going to be prepared for situations. That's going to make it really um, – I think really easy on me as a coach because I don't have to worry so much about where guys have to be or anything like that. And then, um, you know, the weakness side for us, I think, is going to be, you know, what our pitching depth looks like after our top three guys. Um, you know, I know I can roll Jack, Eli Jack and Caleb out there. And those guys are going to give us a chance to win. And, you know, you got sometimes five, six, seven games within a week. And it's those games afterwards that we're just going to we're going to have to try to figure that out as the season goes on. We have some guys that have you know, been on the mound a lot these last couple of weeks and uh, showing some promise, but they really haven't been in any, any varsity situation at all as a pitcher. And some of those guys are young guys. You know, we got a couple freshmen that are going to be in that mix, a couple sophomores, and we're just going to have to see how that goes. You're going to get thrown into the fire right away. And, you know, the, I guess that that's the experience thing is going to come as the season goes. So, uh, you know, I maybe look at this as halfway through the year, if, like those guys are making that jump that we need, then we got a chance. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're looking for two or three quality starters to get you through the district stuff. And I think we have that. And we're just hopefully going to develop the younger guys so they can come in and relief appearances if, if need be in those type of situations to, to give us a chance to win. 
I just want to invite the listeners to go out to Cascade Park and and watch a game. It's a beautiful place to watch a game, especially uh, once the sun sets. And all I've heard from the kids that I've talked to that play at Hempstead, Western Dubuque, Senior, and um, Wallard is how good Eli Green is on the mound. And those guys that, that played Legion with him, and congratulations to all the Legion guys for for winning state. They just talked about the movement on his pitches. So if you ever have an opportunity to go out and watch him pitch, I, I invite you to do that. You will you will be blown away with um, with what the guys, the players have given me, the scouting report on him. And usually the players are the are the hardest on each other and give the give the truest scouting reports. Now this last question came in from a listener. He said, Nick, you do a great job of, of covering the programs, but I want to learn a little bit more about the coaches. And then we'll sign out of this uh, podcast, Killing Double Play here. But it's a three-part question, Roman. And it says, why did you get into coaching 20 or so years later? Why are you still coaching? And when you hang up the turf shoes and set your fungo bat aside, how do you want to be remembered at Cascade High School? Um, man, I think I, I got into coaching because I really, you know, I enjoyed playing baseball. I played it my whole life. Um, and I got, you know, the opportunity presented itself um, to get in with Pat Weber, um, you know, start coaching with him. And just from then on, it was just kind of something that I always felt like I wanted to do, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being around the game. I enjoyed being around the players. Um, and it's just it's, – and it's a way for me, to, in a sense, to, like, just be about, around competitive sports a lot more than, you know, as you get older, you don't get to play as much or anything like that. And so I, I enjoy that atmosphere all the time. And um, I don't know. I just – you know, I followed in the footsteps of some really good coaches, too, with, in basketball with Al Marshall – um, Jerry Rowling as the head coach in Cascade and then after Pat Weber too you know I think it's just like just something that I've always wanted to be a part of and you know I've just been fortunate to be able to get this to have the opportunity um, I guess the second part of it was well, what was the second part again is what, that the hanging up one what would I the second part is what keeps you coaching um you know I think what what keeps me coaching is I just, I want to see the program continue to go in the right direction. I want to see, you know, just cascade baseball, just being successful. And I think I can still, you know, contribute to that and help those guys, all the, the players out, the teams out, um, you know, just giving them that opportunity. I'd love to see, you know, one of the things I really enjoy most is seeing guys success after high school, because to me, that's like, you know, they've developed a love for the game and hopefully I helped out in that a little bit. And, you know, we've had a lot of guys that have gone on to play um, college baseball since I've been the head coach, even before that too. And I, I love to see that. I love to see guys keep playing afterwards. And I think that's something that still drives me that, you know, I, I, I want to be able to give those guys that opportunity. You know, we have two guys, Eli's going to Southeastern this year. Um, Caleb's going to Simpson to play football and he's going to be on the baseball team there too. So we got another couple of guys that are going to continue their, their baseball careers after high school. And, you know, I, I know there's guys after this too, that still want to do it as well. So um, I think that's something that drives me too. You know, I have a lot of connections with um, college coaches around and I like talking to them about that stuff and giving our guys the opportunity to play there. And I you know that's one of the things I think keeps me going a little bit is just seeing that success afterwards. And it just, again, it makes it seem as though that I helped a little bit to try to, you know, just keep that drive to keep playing, you know, in a, after I'm done, you know, hang them up whenever that time may come, um, I guess the biggest thing I want to 
I, I just want to be able to say that, you know, people will look back and say, hey, I, I appreciate everything that coach did for me to help me out in any situation, whether, you know, that's a sport thing, a school thing, a life thing or whatever that whatever that may be. Um, you know, I look at it in terms of not only just trying to make them good baseball players, but also try to give them some opportunities just to realize things about life itself. And, you know, hopefully some guys can say, Hey, I remember when coach almost said that, and that's why I do this or whatever that might be. And, you know, hopefully as when I'm gone, I, cause I say the same stuff about coach rolling and coach Marshall, you know, a lot of the things that I do, the way that I am, I guess, as a coach is kind of attributed to those guys. And, you know, I'd like to, you know, this year is kind of a unique situation for us. There's, um, all of my assistant coaches are former players and, you know, that's, you know, I look back at that. It's like, man, they still want to do this and they still want to be around me. They still want to be around the program. And again, I, I think that says a lot for, you know, who those guys are that they still want to be involved in stuff. And, you know, I'm looking at this, you know, however long it is that I continue to do this, that, you know, the next guy comes, maybe it's another cascade guy that just loved the program as much as I did. And he can look at and say, yeah, I'm doing this because, I want to do what Coach Hummel did. I want to, you know, that's what I'm kind of doing the same thing. I want to do what Coach Rowling and Coach Weber did for this program, you know, for the rest of my career too. Coach Hummel, thanks again for doing the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Best of luck to you, your players, your uh, families this upcoming 2021 season. 6-4-3. Yep. We're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.